workmates to give us a word, a word for us that we have heard before, but that he wants to refresh our minds with. Yes, many times when Paul wrote the church, he said, I write to stir up your pure mind. For we might know the thing already, but sometimes we need to stir up our minds, stir up our memories, get a refreshing. And tonight we're going to talk about prayer. We all know to pray, but do we pray? We all know that God wants to communicate with us, but sometimes we don't. We have the desire and sometimes we don't put it into effect. We say, yes, I'm going to get up and pray at 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock. I'm going to pray right after breakfast. And sometimes we get caught up in the everyday living and put, leave God on the back burner for a while. But I was wanted tonight to talk how important it is to pray, to talk with our Lord, to communicate with him, to fellowship with him. Prayer is our vehicle of communication. How we reach out to God and God talks to us. He said, do. Where did I leave my eyes? It's a two. James chapter 5, 13. So we are reading here how very important prayer is. You can be healed through prayer. You can be forgiven of your sins through prayer. You know, so it's good to pray. If you come to church and they invite you up to pray, come up. Come up and pray, because you can get a double portion, you can get a healing, and you can get forgiveness of your sins. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, is another scripture that we, most of us know, you know, if my people shall call by my name, shall humble themselves, and pray and seek my face, and humble themselves, then I will, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will hear their land. So when we pray, God expects us to turn from our wicked ways and he will hear us and he will heal our land. Sometimes when I think about healing the land, I think about my own body. Saying, Lord, heal my body. I consider my body as a land. And I say, Lord, heal my body. Keep my mind. Because in today's world, it can get so with what's going on, you can get so stressed, stressed out. You send your children to school, and you're teaching them one thing, and the school is teaching them another thing, and the prayer pressure is teaching them another thing, and you're just praying that will just grasp what you're trying to teach them, realize that it's the best. And then sometimes when you look, they're thinking what out there is better than what you're telling them. You know, so we got to pray for our children, pray for other children. Pray for the schools, the teachers, because sometimes they don't listen to what you're telling them in the home, and they listen to what's out there. So we're to pray that they come under good influence. God expects his people to pray to him, to seek him. He said, if you seek me with all your heart, you'll find me. So God doesn't expect us just merely... Just go down and pray. Sometimes you got to go deeper, deeper in him, more depth. Sometimes a little shallow prayer doesn't do the work. work. you got to go deep in him. Come away from the shallow. Just get it and say, good morning, Lord. How are you? Glad I'm alive. Sometimes you have to go down and groan and pray. Sometimes you don't even know what you're praying about. You ever go down to pray 
and you find yourself down there interceding, groaning, and you wonder why you're behaving like that, and you feel under pressure, but you just don't know what it is. And sometimes by the end of the day, something up, you realize you connect. That's why I was praying like that. That's why I was groaning like that. A couple years ago, I remembered I was sleeping, and I dreamt that my husband and my stepkids got crushed up in a building. All crushed up. And some said, get up and pray. And I got up and prayed. And in, in the morning, my husband came in late from the restaurant. And he wanted to drop his son to school. And I said to him, don't take him. You're tired. Don't take him. Let him, because the bus is around the corner to pick him up and take him to school. You know, the bus meet them at the concert spot and take them to school. And I said, don't take him. You're tired. And he said, I want to drop him. Because, you know, you want the kid to feel good. You want to drop the child to school. And, you know, and he didn't listen to me. And a few minutes after that, I got a call. Accident. He ran into a light post. And the two, they almost died. But thanks be to God. Maybe through the spirit, the prompting of getting up and praying through that dream. And I got up and prayed. It prevented a total, you know, destroying of them both. But God in his mercy heard that prayer. So sometimes when your spirit stir you to pray. And you're laying there in that bed or you're trying, getting busy things. Sometimes stop, stop. Stop and pray when you feel the spirit prompting you. Because sometimes because of a reason, God wants you to pause and pray. Stop because you can drop dead while you're doing whatever you're going about to do. While you try to accomplish whatever you're trying to do. And you're going to leave that situation you've been worrying about. When if you had stopped and prayed, maybe it could have made a difference. So when you get that prompting to pray, pray. Because there's sometimes the spirit heard us. To pray, to seek the Lord. If it never happened to you yet, it will happen to you. Because the Holy Spirit ministers to us. So we are to seek him in prayer. It's our vehicle of communication. God wants us to seek him. And he said he will answer us when we seek him with all of our, our hearts. Another scripture says, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Pray without stopping. Oh, I've prayed, and God have answered me, and I'm tired. Why you don't answer me? Maybe he answered you, you don't realize, he said, wait. Maybe he said, not now. Maybe he said, that's not for you. But we don't want to hear that. It's not for me. Oh, Lord, I want that. I want that. And maybe it's not for you. But because he is eternal, because he is omnipotent, because he is able to see beyond what we cannot see, he says, wait, not for you. So we're just trying to through the spirit to understand what he's saying to us when we're praying and waiting for that answer. Why that need has not been met. Don't think he doesn't. The devil will say, God doesn't care about you. He ain't answer, he ain't answer, you answer Mary. He answered John. But he cares about you and he's answered you. The answer is there. Keep seeking him in the spirit. He will reveal it to you. Because he's faithful, that promise. He loves it with so much love. That when he saves us, he doesn't leave us to work out the salvation all by ourselves. He's in it, working through us. For his purpose. His glory is really not for us. It's for his glory. And when he's glorified, we will be glorified with him. 
How we see his goodness. We see his love. You see his purpose. But in, we don't understand in our humanity sometimes. And we groan and we wail and say, Oh, God don't care. You ain't answering me. So I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to do it this way. Or I'm going to do it that way. But wait upon the Lord and be of good courage. For he will strengthen your heart. Wait upon him. Sometimes we pray and we feel like our prayer is a ceiling. You ever have prayer and felt like your prayer is a ceiling? Your prayer have gone nowhere? You haven't touched God? You wonder where God is? Sometimes it's a spiritual force is there. The enemy. Remember Job? When, Job went, when, when the sons of God went before God, God? Job, um, Satan was there. So he'd come up with you to the altar. He'd come up there. He'd tell you not to pray. I remember when I was uh, accepting the Lord as my personal Savior. He was there. And he told me not to listen to what the person was praying, praying with me was saying to me. Don't listen to her. I remember those words. Don't listen to her. So sometimes when you come up to the altar to pray, he's reminding you of this, reminding you of that, distracting you, making you feel depressed over something that happened, making you get anxious over something, making you get doubtful, fearful. But we need to remember the word of God that says, come boldly. Hebrews chapter 4, come boldly to the throne of grace that you may find help in time of need. He has made a provision for us. Calvary, his death, his burial, his resurrection made a provision for us in that salvation package where we can come boldly to him. Yes, I've sinned, Lord, but I come before your presence. I come because you said if I confess my sins, you're faithful and just to forgive me. We don't need to run away like Adam. Don't run away. Come to him. Confess it. And if he's chasing you, let him chase you and get over with. But don't run away from him and hide from him and leave from his presence. Going back into the world has nothing to offer us. But going back to the beggar elements of sin, which we should run from. If we should examine ourselves, we'll realize that God loves us. Look at the picture. Look at, look at us. We're nothing. But he can make something beautiful out of our lives. He can change everything. So whenever time you pray at the ceiling, stay in his presence. Don't run away. It can be pretty uncomfortable because you feel like you don't want to pray anymore. You don't want to talk. Sometimes words, no words won't come. But if ever happened to you, you go down to pray and you just, you don't know what to say. It's like you never prayed before. And you're a Christian. It's like you never prayed before. You wonder what's happening. Stay in his presence. Maybe begin to quote some psalms. Sing some spiritual songs, hymns to him. Make melody in your heart to him. Sometimes you need to make a little love to the Lord. Melody. Don't just go in and say, Lord, I want this. Lord, help me with that. Deliver me from that. No, sometimes you need to worship him. Sing to him. Tell him how great he is, how wonderful he is, how mighty he is. How you find joy in him and peace. Talk to him. Don't rush into what you need him to do. Sometimes if you do that, you don't even have to ask for anything. You don't have to tell him what you want. Remember when Israel went to battle sometimes? They put the singers in the front. And all they did was sing. And the Lord brought the victory. So sometimes all you got to do is just worship him. Forget about your problem. Forget about the trouble. Forget about what you're going through. 
Act like nothing going wrong. Jesus said, when you have a trouble, go into the bedroom, pray to him, wash your face, come out, act like nothing wrong, and go about your business. Because he sees you in six, and he's going to answer you openly. So I want to encourage you tonight. Pray to your Lord. Pray to the Lord. He's there for you. And he wants you to come to him. For you're his children. He has formed a relationship with you. Made a bond. A covenant. That he'll not break. He'll never break it. If it's broken, it's going to be through us. He loves us so much. So keep praying. As we examine our Father's prayer, we will see that we need to praise him first. Lift him up, magnify him, glorify him, exalt him. Desire for his kingdom to be on earth as it is in heaven. Then ask for daily bread. But someone, could you find the next verse for me? Matthew chapter 6. Where did I have it? Matthew. Could you put that up there for me? Matthew chapter 6, um, 9 through... Could you find the, first, the, the verse that says... Um, Forgive us our trespasses. Could somebody read that for me? As we forgive those who trespass against us. Somebody with a Bible read it out loud for us. So one of the things that we need to do when we go down to pray, before we go any further with God, we need to repent. We need to confess our sins. Search ourselves. You know yourself more than I. I know myself more than you. And we cannot hide from God. God knows us. So there's no, no, don't bother hide from me. Don't pretend. Don't, don't act like you don't know what's going on with you. He knows. So you just be open to him. I might not be want to be open up to you. You know, I don't want to open to me. But be open to God. Be like David. I have sinned against thee. Only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight. Be frank with him. Open to him because you can't hide from him. And confess your sins and ask him to forgive you. Tell him, oh, John hurt me. That hurt me, what Mary said. And forgive the person. Because if you keep praying and your heart ever against the person, your prayer ain't going to go nowhere but to the ceiling. You got to get it right. You might not go to the person instantly to, to ask them to forgive you or ask them about it. But right before God, you say, Lord, I'm going to forgive them. But you can't keep praying to him and your heart is heavy about the individual. And you're angry with them and you don't talk to them and you ain't going to have nothing to do with them. And you're stirring your heart against them. God's not going to deal with that prayer. we got to get anger and bitterness and hatred out of our hearts. We cannot do it on our own, but through the Holy Spirit, we can modify the deeds of our flesh. And God can get the glory. Um, we need to stop and examine ourselves if there's anything standing between us and God. Check yourself. It's good to do. You know? Repent. And if something seems hard to deal with, you know, something sometimes hard to deal with that you get yourself into. You don't want to face it. You don't want to acknowledge, I really did this. I really did it happen to me. You know, I promised the Lord yesterday, but today here I am in this situation. But God knows our hearts. He knows we're afraid. So you just talk to him and tell him all about it. For if you regard iniquity in your heart, if you have sin there, he will not hear you. And your prayer is just going to eat the ceiling. 
talk to him, open your heart to him. Sometimes you can't move. Sometimes you can't move away from the situation where you're at in prayer until you deal with the situation that you should have dealt with yesterday. Yes? Sometimes you go and pray, 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 but until you deal with what, with what, with what God wanted to deal with, God ain't going to go no further with you. You've got to deal with that sin, deal with that situation, deal with that trouble, deal with that fear, whatever it is. You've got to deal with it before you move on to the next. You've got to open up to the Lord. Say, so this is where I'm at, Lord. I'm your child. Talk to him. He knows our weakness. He knows our strength. He knows all about us. And he loves us and he wants us to come to him with every little thing. Don't take it too small. Don't take it too great. Come to him with everything. He's that type of father, and I'm so glad some of us don't have that kind of earthly father, but we have an heavenly father who's interested in every area of our life, no matter how simple it is, no matter how great it is, he cares. He wants us to be old. He said, I came to give you life and that more abundant. Now, when you get to heaven down here, he wants you to enjoy the fullness of his way of you living. The wonderful salvation he has given to us. He wants us to embrace it all and live it through him. And if you hold out on him, you can't enjoy it. And he'll take you with all your frails. He'll take you with all your, your faults. He takes you with everything. Unlike some of us, we won't take each other with our faults. But God takes us all with our faults. Everything about us, he takes us with. Because he loves us. And then he fashions us. Then he molds us. And he makes us into the child of God that he wants us to be through his spirit. Um, sometimes, you know, you wonder why you can't pray through. Sometimes there's something blocking it right there. Something right there blocking you. I remember um, one time I was taking a shower and the water wasn't. Have you ever taken a shower and the water was not running freely through the hole? And I wonder what's wrong. So I looked down and I realized, took something and cleared it. The soap built up and the hair from washing your hair around the little hole there. And when I got a piece of stick and cleared away, the water ran freely through. So when sin in our lives, depressed, trouble, fear, doubts, the things that keep us from God, we can't really communicate with God. We can't really pray. We can't pray through. And the Lord said we must cast our cares upon him. Give it to him. Because he, he knows that they were coming to you. He knows what you're going to go through tomorrow. When you get home, he knows what you're going to face at the job. He knows what's going to happen next 10 minutes to step through there, the door. He knows. And he cares. And he wants to see how you handle it as a child of God. So I'm encouraging you tonight to pray. To seek the Lord. To allow him to have his way in your life. There are always spiritual forces around us trying to hinder us. Remember that. So sometimes when you go down and you're praying and you can't pray to say, Jesus, call upon his name. And say it out. Open your mouth and speak. Sometimes you got to plead the blood. Because sometimes there's spiritual forces that are hindering, hindering you from praying through. Call upon his name. Plead the blood. Sing the songs of Zion. Sometimes you got to do those things before you can get a breakthrough. And enter into his presence and have the Holy Spirit take over. 
God wants to hear from us. He wants us to come into his presence where there's fullness of joy. At his right hand where there's presence forevermore. He wants to fellowship with us. He wants to communicate with us. He wants to have that relationship with us like he had with Adam in the garden. He wants to come down and talk with us. And every day with him gets sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. Salvation is wonderful. And prayer is the way of communicating with him. So tonight I want to encourage you all to come up for a brief while and talk to him. Tell him how much you love him. How much you need him. And if there's anything standing between you and him, tell him about it. Don't hold it back. He wants to hear. So you, you have a... <laughs> I know I like to tell you this too. But you have a... You're growing up with your mom and your dad. Something happened. And you don't want to tell them. You're fearful of telling them. You don't know how they're going to respond. You know, they might be upset, yes. Jesus might not like what you did earlier. He might not like what, like what you said before you came to church. Or you, re, or you reacted. But he loves you. He's your father. So you can tell him when you come up. Tell him. I know I handle a situation ba bad, Lord. I shouldn't have behaved like that. I shouldn't have said that. We've done that. Went there. But he wants to talk with you. He wants to communicate with you. He wants to sh help you to become more and more like him. So I'm inviting you up right now to come on up for a few minutes as the singers come and let us seek the Lord. Let us talk to him a while. Pray to him. Use that vehicle of communication because he wants to hear from us. Thank you, Jesus.